Hey, you're listening to Day by Day ELO. This is day three, but their third album, On the Third Day, came out in 1973. During the recording of this album, violinist Wilfred Gibson was let go after a dispute over money, apparently. So they got a new violin player named Mick Kaminsky. Uh, Cellist Colin Walker also quit at this point. Remaining cellist Mike Edwards then finished all the cello parts for the album. This album had different covers in the UK and the US. And also the US, they tacked on a single called Showdown that does not appear on the UK version of the album. And as we will discover, doesn't really fit on the album. Now, Hugh McDowell had originally left Electric Light Orchestra and went with Roy Wood to Wizard. Now he leaves Wizard, comes back to Electric Light Orchestra. And so he's on the cover of this album, at least the U.S. version. Hugh McDowell is in the picture of the band on the cover, but he did not return in time to actually have played on the album. So this is the first ELO album with no input from Roy Wood. Came out actually in the U.S. in November of 73, the U.K. in December of 73, and no more the. They're just called Electric Light Orchestra, not the or the Electric Light Orchestra. This album actually failed to chart in the U.K., but made it to number 52 in the U.S. Okay, let's check out the album. On the third day, it opens with one song or two songs. I'm not sure. It's Ocean Breakup slash King of the Universe. I think it's two different pieces that flow together. Ocean Breakup is the first minute or so. It's like an orchestral introduction. Or maybe at two minutes is when it seems like King of the Universe kicks in. And then it gets really good. So this is a pretty cool beginning for the album. It's got the intro part and it's got a cool song king of the universe it's only four minutes long instead of eight minutes long so thumbs up i like this
All right, the next song is called Bluebird is Dead. This is a very good, subdued song. Nice production and a very nice chorus. And again, it's about four and a half minutes long rather than eight or 11 minutes long. So they've reined it in and we're getting some well-constructed, well-written, reasonably concise songs. third song on side one is called Oh No Not Susan. Another subdued tune with nice melodies. I like where Jeff Lynn is taking this. Actually, for me, this is the best ELO song yet, maybe. fourth song on side one is called New World Rising slash Ocean Breakup Reprise. So Ocean Breakup was the intro music for the album. 
And this track is probably the best example yet, for me, of the combination of the rock elements with the orchestral elements. Catchy melodies, but also very bombastic sections with a lot happening. To me, this works a lot better than similar material on the second album, and it's less than five minutes long. There might be too much going on in this track. Yeah, I talked about the bombastic sections. It's kind of chaotic but enjoyable. Now, in the UK, that's where the record ends. Side one of the record ends. In the US, they tacked on this single, Showdown, and it doesn't fit here at all. Showdown is a skillfully constructed pop song. I don't know that I really like it, I don't because I don't like this kind of vibe of this song. Whatever it is, smooth rock, uh a little bit disco I don't know I don't know how to describe what I don't like about it I guess it's the same reason I don't like the fucking Doobie Brothers or Steely Dan or whatever the fuck uh, is going on I don't really like this kind of of thing but um and also it was it was ridiculous to put this on this album because it does not fit at all but you know in the US they didn't care about that the um cohesiveness of the album or the whatever the artistic vision was for the album, they cared about record sales, so they tacked this song on. Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. 
I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, let's flip this thing over. Side two opens with an instrumental called Daybreaker. At least it's less than four minutes long. This is really good, but when I hear an instrumental like this, I can't help but think this could have been a great song. Just write some lyrics. And also I hear Everlasting Love by Carl Carlton at times. This is nice enough, but feels like it could have been a song and it would have been much better to me.
second song on side two is called Ma 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 Bell. By far the most prominent rock guitar that we've heard from ELO up to this point. The strings sound really cool along with that, but it's not a great song. It's, it's all right. It's a fun song. third song on side two is called Dreaming of 4000 and apparently when this was released on a cassette tape this song was listed as I'm only dreaming for some reason awesome guitar lick at the beginning and this song gets really great when it kicks in at about a minute and a half there's an awesome guitar lick and we get this galloping section this song takes a lot of twists and turns But unlike some of the earlier songs that did that and didn't flow, this song is great. The transitions between the different sections, they work. Uh, Quite a lot of great melodies in this song. This is my favorite song we've heard from ELO up to this point.
All right, the album ends with a composition from the 19th century written by Edward Grieg, incidental music from the sixth scene of Act Two of Heinrich Ibsen's 1867 play Peer Gint. So it's ELO doing a classical piece. I guess this is an interesting rock version of a classical piece from the 19th century by a Norwegian composer. It's a very familiar piece that we've all heard lots of places, movies, TV, commercials, grocery store. So you'll know it when you hear it. And this is ELO doing a rock version of it. So fine. It ends the album. Definitely doesn't need to be six and a half minutes, but this is the end of the album. So for me, this was a much better album than the previous two because this is a collection of songs. You know, we've got couple instrumentals but we've got some really good concise refined well-written songs here which is a good sign of things to come let's hear what they do next tomorrow when we talk about el dorado achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? 
Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.